from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all <laughs> to all my fantasy children. My name is Eric Tanisize. And my name is Jeff Storm. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, storytelling podcast. For each week, Jeff and I keep it real. We keep it 100 with each other. I, I, I'm upfront. We are upfront and honest with ourselves and each, uh, ourselves and our listeners and really just the world at large. Because, like, isn't that really the realest magic is emotional honesty and vulnerability? And speaking truth to power. Yeah. Part of it is yeah, like yeah, NPR and the other one is just like motivational talk. <laughs> Jeez. All right. I'll be, I'll be, I'll keep it 100 with you, Junior Wizards. This is round two. Of, this is round of two. We got intro. real dark. We got real dark last time. We got real, <laughs> real, real. And now we're trying a softer approach. Aaron, let's both say something that we like about the other person. I'll start. Ooh, okay. Okay. I, think you have great taste in hats <laughs> you I may think... be wondering listeners you may think i've never seen aaron in a hat that's because i don't think you need one and i think that it's the right call for you not to i don't think you're a hat person and wow. i think you made the right call in avoiding that choice i think that that's your great taste in hats is that you don't wear one. Oh my goodness jeff i think you are the kindest animal owner that the world has ever known and oh, if anybody why? has never seen jeff interact with his cat it's like how you imagine Santa Claus treats children, where you're like, my God, this is so much love there. And like so much genuine like appreciation for the other soul in front of them. It's Jeff and a cat. I like that you went real genuine and I went with that. <laughs> I really want to emphasize like, I, I thought we were kind of going like light and silly and then nope. you just hit me hard in the heart and I didn't see that coming. And I want to call that out. We said it's part NPR, part truth to power, you know? You hit me with like the, you know, wearing a hat. And then I'm like, no, I got to keep, we, Jeff, it's about all my fantasy children. If you've never listened to this show before is about what the YouTubers and all the meme kids are saying, keeping it 100. Well, I do. I will point out that I am keeping it 100. I think you have beautiful hair and I think that you're oh. the right call to not oh, contain that in a hat. Well, thank you. I'm keeping it 100 degrees in my apartment. Hmm. <laughs> I have a roaring fire to my left. I have a roaring fire to my right. I am <laughs> in nothing but a bathing suit, just sweating it out. I actually keep it a, a different temperature at every uh, room of my house. <laughs> so that like every time I walk into a room, I'm like, ooh, I gotta, I gotta change clothes. This is exciting. Do you have different clothes in each room? Yes, I have a set of clothes hanging on a, on a hanger that like when I step into a room... I very quickly change clothes. So it sort of gives like a montage effect. Really, you oh. just watch me throughout the day on the elaborate security camera system that I've set up at all <laughs> angles in my apartment. You watch me through this and you got to get the vibe. You're like, am I watching a year in the life of Jeff Stormer? Oh, no, no. You're watching one day. I'm just changing clothes a lot. Well, like if you have to pee, though, and say like you're in your room and then you have to walk through the kitchen to get to the bathroom. Is that three different? outfits? <laughs> yeah, it's three different outfits. It's not hard. It's not. A, it's not an easy life. It's a, it's a hard. It's a tough life. It's a tough. It's a tough lot in life that I've dealt myself. But I choose to. I choose to embrace it. That's keeping it one fucking hundred. It is. And we have a prompt this week. On that hey, note, do we have a prompt this week? We create a character every week and tell their original fantasy story. And we do have a prompt this week. Prompt this week comes to us from our prompt submission form on our website. 
Prompt submitter is Princess Simmerine. And the prompt is, A gentle grocer with a past. There are buried skeletons in the woods. All right. So I, I recently was at home for a week. I was uh, dog-sitting. Sure. And don't tell my job that, because I told them a way different story. Um, but yeah, I listened sure. to Big Jeremy for the first time in a long time. We started from fucking nothing. And I kind of want to bring back the glory of central casting, if that's possible. I've got it in front of me. Oh, let's go. That's keeping it 100. <laughs> All right. So we have, what, what, what's, give me the prompt again. A gentle grocer with a past. There are buried skeletons in the woods. So are these literal skeletons or are these figurative, like, secret skeletons? See. Do we want to, do we want to, like, figure that out as we go? Uh, let's figure it out as we go, because we can always twist murder. If it, it ends up to, being, doesn't like. Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be murder. Doesn't have to be actual skeletons. Could be archaeology. Oh, you're smart. Could be. But let's see where the dark magical winds take us. Give me a D, let's give, let's go, let's start with an ancestry. Give me a D20 for an ancestry. Real quick. Can you tell me what central casting is again? It's yes, been like, of course. We haven't used this in like 20 episodes. Central casting is a book by Janelle Jacquet, by Janelle Jacquet. Uh, it, it is a, a character creation uh, resource. It is a bunch of randomly generated tables uh, that kind of help you to flesh out a character's backstory and give you a fully fleshed out character in a nutshell. Yeah. It's been good to us in the past, and I think it might be good to you as well. It's been very good to us. We, it's... It's been, it's it's a product of its time. There are definitely some tables that we're going to ro- get to and say we'll skip that and start over. But it's, I think it's a good resource. I think it is a good resource and one of the first of of sort of a trend of really incredible character creation resources within tabletop. Awesome. All right, let's get right to it. Remember to hit that subscribe button, and ring those bells. Let's do it. <laughs> Give me a d twenty roll. All right, ancestry. Hell yeah. A culture. Eight. Eight is, I, if I could find it, if I could find the table that I was just on. There's just so many tables. It was human. It was, I thought it was human, but it's human. Okay, so we have a person. We just got a, we got a human. A classic person. Where are they? Let's find out where they're from. Give me a D10 roll. Okay. I actually have all my dice in front. Guys, listen up. Aaron's been, we've been making, this is like episode 85 or something. I have all my dice prepared now, so I know what a D10 looks like. I'm a gamer. Seven. Seven. Uh, seven is like an urban environment. So they live in a city. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, they're city folk. All right, city folk, and I like that. Kind of like a farmer's market. That- if they're a grocer? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Where did you think I was going with that, Aaron? <laughs> I don't it sounds know. like you thought I was going, it sounds like, I feel like you were caught off guard, but like, where did you think that I was, where okay, did you think I came from? I forgot about the prompts. You're like, it's an urban environment. In the farmer's market. It's like, holy fuck. Yes. <laughs> like a farmer's market. Yes. So this person is a grocer in a farmer's market. Do they own the farm or are they just... Okay, can I throw a little pitch to you real quick? Yeah. They just work at the farmer's market? They are not a farmer. Okay. This is, that's sure. just their gig. Sure. They're selling, they're selling the fruits and veggies. They're the grocer. Yeah, they're just the grocer. Like, I may work in Union Square Market, but, like, I don't work at, like, Johnson's Farm. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Give me a D hundred roll. Wait, let me remember what there what to add to this. Four. Give me a D hundred roll. We're gonna add four to it. So roll me a D hundred. Okay. This is gonna determine their social status. Ooh, yeah. Fifty. Fifty. Comfortable. Okay. Comfortable. So they're doing all right. the The grocer life has been good. You know, they're cozy. They have a nice spot in the city. 
Or do they yeah. live outside the city? I think they live – I kind of like them living, like, in the heart of a big city, right? Okay. I dig like, this. In like, in a – specifically in, like, an apartment. Okay. Because so I they, think we have a lot of, like, farms and tiny little towns. I don't think we've had somebody in, like, the heart of a city in a yeah, while. Yeah, like a metropolitan feel of, like, they have an yeah. apartment. They're, they It's it's cramped and, you know, it's... Kind of why I'm thinking, like, a farmer's market. Like, it's one block of a city that has been closed off. Yeah. And they're selling goods, you know. The farmers come in from out of town. They drop off the stuff with our grocer. Mm, okay, I like that. They're gentle. Yeah cool yeah. and they just they're just doing it's doing surprisingly well this you know they have a lot of they're just really good at what they do at peddling yeah. peddling goods i think they manage the farmer's market i think is ah, what i'd like to say okay i like that they're managing a lot of smaller stalls of people selling fruits and veggies i like it i dig it yeah which is a this is this tells me that one that's like a very noble thing to, mm-hmm. because a farmer's market implies that like you know, these are affordable, high-quality products, and this person's in charge of keeping the farmer's market open, keeping yeah. it running. You know, the day-to-day operations and the general upkeep is taken by this person. Yeah. Cool. Gee, do we want to learn about their family, or do we want to kind of pass that over? Let's, let's skip ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's skip ahead a little bit. Let's kind of skip ahead to the actual events of their life. I think yes, that's kind of please. where it's going to get interesting. Yeah, absolutely, because they're a gentle grocer with a past. Yeah, I want to know about that past. Yeah, me too. Significant events of childhood and adolescence. Give me a D3. Give me a D6 divided by two. Oop. I got a five, so... Three. Three, Three events. All right, cool. Roll me a D20. Okay. And while you do that, I'm going to remember what I'm supposed to add to this. Okay. I got a 15. Ooh, an exotic event occurs. Hell God, it's like hitting the lottery every time we get that. I'm like, it's page 61. Page 61, get hype. Oh, everybody get hype for 61. If you're listening to this, just mouth the word 61 if like you're in public. But if you're at home, I need you to shout 61 to the heavens. <laughs> get hype. Just yell it. Yell it. Yell it out right 61 now. 61 is now the official number of all my fantasy challenges. Yeah, 61. Yo, let's go, 61. It's not nice, but it's good. All right. Give me a D20. Let's go. Hopefully I get 61. Seven. A cross-planar rift opens and the character is abducted by humanoids from the other plane. Moments later, they reappear, but they have aged 1d10 plus 10 years of no memories and have not aged even a minute. (laughs) Okay. Can we just say say that this is just something that happened to them? Because they have no memory of it, so it didn't affect who they are. Except that when they came back, they're just like... I look a little fucking older. So wow. they reappeared. Give me, give, roll me, roll me a d6. Let's get some pronouns. Yeah. One, two, he, three, four, she, five, six of they. Oh, God, I got a one horse. All right. So like one day he is grossing, right? Like where he's like 17, he's a stock boy. Yeah. And whoop, you know, portal opens. He is pulled through. He pops back out. He pops back out 20 years older. And it's just like, he's popped back 20 years older. In battle armor with a sword oh, and like a fuck. laser gun. Oh. And it's just like, what? All right. Yeah, all right. Because this person, it said, has no memory of the events. Yeah. But has, okay. Okay. So. I don't like the part about not mentally aged. I like the idea that, that, that he's had these experiences and just does not remember them, but is like, what the hell just happened? But it has tons of stuff. 
So yeah. what I'm thinking is not to make it some kind of like, you know, I got to figure out what happened in the other dimension. Is it one of those things where you're trying to figure out what these things mean? Or is it just this is something that happened to me and he kind of throws them away? Uh, I kind of think he kind of throws them away. Okay, I'm into this. Or rather, We're- I like that he just like, I like that it happens. And, you know, maybe he has, you know, flashy. There's just a block of time that he doesn't remember. Yeah. And I don't know if he's actively trying to, like, solve it. No. But I think there are definitely flashes of like, oh, I remember I was at a place once. Yeah, where it's kind of better not to look into it. Where like, if I came back in battle armor with a laser gun and I had no memory, some parts of me would be like, maybe it's better that I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah you know, it's it's sometimes for the best just not open that book. So then the skeletons are are buried from himself. Yes, there's just he he's had an experience that he's like, I don't fully know what happened to me. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue on in my life as best I can. Yeah. All right. That's a weird one. That is a, that is a weird one, but it's okay. We're going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. He's still got two more. It's the thing. There's He's two still more. still got two more. This is just something that happened. You know yep. what I mean? Well, and it's something that kind of will tug at him forever in just mm-hmm. a little bit, but it is sort of like, I really don't want to open that book. Why was yeah. there? Why was there some kind of green, like hot smelling blood? On my fucking wrist gauntlet. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe not for the best. Yeah, give me a d20. Let's do it. 15. Oh, my God. It's an exotic event, Aaron. Oh, let's go. You better go to page 60. 61. Let's go. Give me that d20. <laughs> give me that d20. Please roll seven. I'm sorry. I got an 18. Oh, I was <laughs> really open. back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, 18. In a dark alley, late at night. Stop. The character's attacked by thugs. Oh. Before they can take anything or cause more than a few bruises, they turn white with terror and run away. At this point, the character discovers that he has a guardian ghost, a wise, benign spirit that accompanies him, but can never be seen or heard by the character's friends. He has the lovematic fucking grandpa. (laughs) God damn it. Now we have to figure out who this ghost- Hold on, Aaron. There's a table for who to to figure out this ghost. Okay, so wait, before I do, so this person is in a dark alley, they're they're leaving work, they just clocked out, and they're in their favorite shortcut home. We all have Mm -hmm. that, like, you know that you have your favorite way home. Oh, yeah, you have your normal route, yeah. Yeah, they have their normal route, and they're going, and two muggers come up, and they're like, Mm -hmm. hey, asshole, like, give me your wallet, or like, hey, hey, fennel boy, and he's like, huh, who, me? Like, covered in, like, you know, plant goods, and has big, just covered in fennel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much fucking he loves the taste of anise um and anise whoops uh it's close enough and they're like hey fennel boy give me your fucking wallet and he's like uh look man i don't want it and the other one like grabs his head to like slam it against the wall but when he grabs his head the thug feels like a grip around his wrist and this kind of like face in the in the fog just goes like <gasps> like and scare oh, let's get out of here and they drop their shit and run away is that, that it okay? Yes, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> now give me a D20 to tell me who this ghost is. It's <laughs> a fucking ghost. <laughs> Got an 18. Arrival. Stop it. We could roll on this, but I also just like the idea that, like, this rival is an otherworldly being that is like, no one will kill you before I kill you. Okay, Jeff. And is like a spectral spirit that is guarding him so that one day they may battle again. Jeff, this is perfect. In the 10 years... You want to name this character? Yeah. Um, if I used Brexton before? 
I don't think that, no, we don't have a Brexton. We'll go with a Brex. Let's go with Brexton. 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 That can either be a first or a last name, but I like Brexton. Okay. There, hmm, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I did not have a breakfast this what morning. What did you eat today? I had a gyro. Is it gyro Brexton? Mm. No? <laughs> not feeling, not feeling gyro Brexton. Not feeling Brexton gyro. Not super feeling Brexton gyro. Okay. Okay, that's fine. What did you have for breakfast today? I had um, scrambled eggs with scallion over toast. What about scal? What about scal Brexton? Scal Brexton is very good. So scal Brexton. Yep, scal Brexton. Because that's just their name. Bam, done it. Scal Brexton is haunted by the spirit of, of an undead rival who has sworn vengeance on him. That's so good. Can I tell you about this rival? Yeah. When scal Brexton was in the other plane and they came back in battle armor and a laser cannon, you know, they, they made some enemies in this other plane. Oh, for sure. This is someone who has, you think, died in the other dimension or is just constantly trying to cross over? I like constantly trying to cross over. I like that it's like a cross-dimensional, like, they're like half the half in this world because their attempts to leap over are not fully complete. Scal, Scal has developed a rival in that 10 years. Mm-hmm. God only knows what happened, you know, in the other dimension. And... Now this person is trying to pierce this one and is like, how dare you, like, not battle like we were supposed to duel, you know, maybe the day before their duel in the other dimension, Scalbrexton came back to fantasy. Mm -hmm. So now they're back. And this person is now, like you said, no one will, nothing will kill you until I do. So this person is now watching over them, this rival that's, what do you want to name the rival? Uh, The rival is... Aurelius Durhart. Fuck. That is... Where did... Okay. We've been doing this a long time. Where does that come from? I don't know. Just sounded cool. Fuck. God, I don't have that superpower. So Aurelius... Aurelius? Aurelius Aurelius Durhart. Durhart. So Aurelius Durhart in the other dimension was supposed to duel our, uh, our precious fennel boy, Scal Brexton. Didn't happen. Scal Brexton came back 10 years later and is now just living a life. And Aurelius Durhart is trying to protect him now. He's, what is the, the exact thing is this ghost, what is it from Central Casting? A ghost, a guardian spirit. So they have a guardian spirit now of Aurelius that Durhart. Aurelius Durhart is like, I, no one will kill you. No one will harm you before I have a chance to kill you first. So we have some like good venom symbiotic yeah. relationship type thing. I I, you, I've already got it. Here's the thing. I have an idea. Okay. I have a very clear picture of Scal as a person with okay. this in mind. I love it. Scal is an underachiever. Okay. Like, that's what jumps out to me immediately. Like, Scal could be doing more with his life? Yes. Like, because Scal, basically what I'm, what, like, what, what Scal, what all of this says to me about Scal, and we have more tables to roll on, maybe this will change, but at least at this moment, Scal is somebody that, like, all of the, the hallmarks of, like, you are about to embark on a heroic journey have fallen into his lap. Yeah. And he has brushed them off. Mm. It tells me that he is somebody that is perfectly content, like, doing just enough. Yeah. And just, and that being all he does. Okay. Which is not a bad thing. No, I think that's I, just what it is. I absolutely love it. I, I It tells me that, like, that, like, this is, I think this is not the only time that, like, outlandish otherworldly things have happened to Scal, and he's just like, nah, I gotta go to work. I love this. It reminds me a lot of the glory that is One Punch Man. 
Mm-hmm. Where like this person has tremendous power and like opportunities and stuff to be like the number, but it's sometimes just like goes grocery shopping, watches TV. Yeah, I think it's that very much. It's very much like because he was warped into another dimension and came back with like otherworldly weaponry and a rival swearing death. And, and his like, response nah. was, "Nah, I'm not really gonna. I'm not really gonna investigate this. I'm just gonna head to work. I'm gonna make go home and make a nice spring salad with this funnel. Actually, I'm yeah. very much not interested. Okay, no, not for not for me. Th- thank you though, not for me. Which is something I appreciate because in tabletop land, uh, I what I sometimes struggle with when I don't play, but I think about it a lot." is how often like these characters with people write up these like very amazing backstories and they have all these wants and needs they get into town and they're like all right let's dive into adventure and i'm like your character might want to go to a spa or like get a fucking bite to eat or like you Mm -hmm. know think about any video game you've ever played like an mmo and you get to a city sometimes you just want to play mini games and stuff and like hang out tabletop rpgs the thing that bugs me about like kind of their like format is like the longer you're in a town or you're like goofing off is seen as like the worst you know you you want the obviously the dm is sitting in front of you like can we get on with my story but it's like kind of frowned upon to be like no we kind of want to fuck around in town for like three hours that i guess that depends a lot on how you dm and i should say like there was a time when i was very much the coughing in my hands but nowadays like if if a group of people were like yeah we kind of just want to like open a farmer's market i can't tell you how hard i would run farmer's market yes the role-playing game that's how i feel too like and but like i oftentimes i just feel you know you want to get the story onward but this Mm -hmm. person is like in our own life like i know i'm getting going deep dive but like in our own life you kind of sometimes don't want to get to the main quest and you're like i just want to go on vacation i kind of just want to like step uh you know when you leave the city for a day you're like I have a lot of stuff to do, but like I need to recharge or I need to just get away from it all and avoid fucking fighting goblins all the goddamn. We fight goblins so much in our everyday life. Sometimes you just need a break. I, I like and I like the I like that this is an underachiever. I like that he's a little bit of a slacker. He's like, whoa, OK, laser gun, bloody gauntlet, armor. Ten years of my life has been vanished for ten years I'm just gonna try and put this behind me. Yes. I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna look into this at all. No, because it's so tempting to do the fantasy story of like time to get to the bottom of this. But it's like not everybody's gonna be like time to investigate other plane I'd I would be like, fuck. Thank God that's behind me. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get a coffee. Well, that's over with. Yes. Guess I'm guess I'm back home. All right. Time to go see if the farmer's market is still running. And you know what that tells me, Jeff, about this fantasy character? That this What's person that? has responsibilities, though, to these people that they appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like, this person, Scal appreciates the farmer's market and the people who work it so goddamn much. Oh, yeah. You know, th- if this was like, if I were to play as Scal, it would be one probably be like some kind of business game. But mm-hmm. also, like, in terms of adventure, it's someone who's like not going to be on the front lines. It's like, what can I do to support you with what I can do? Because so often, like, you twist people that aren't basically, like, really into combat or, like, suited for combat. You twist them in a way that makes them, like, fighters in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. a bard can just be someone who, like, no, I, I really don't want to use a rapier. I, I just really want to tell. I just really wanted to stand up. Yeah, I wanted to stand up and, like, maybe it has a magical effect to buff my friends. But, like, mm-hmm. please don't put a fucking short bow in my hand. No, I don't want the light armor. Stop. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't fight a dire wolf. And the other thing is, I really like the idea that Scal is very ordinary. Yeah. 
Which, A, that's just there's a beauty in ordinary things. And, yes. and B, he is that person that, like, works a very mundane job. Mm-hmm. And, like, in conversation will just drop in, like, extraordinary, like, magnificent factoids about his life. And then will not, will not follow them up. I, I'm, like, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, um, oh, that, that's the guardian spirit of the rival that has said he's going to kill me one day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be $7, that, uh, that, that bushel of apples. And Aurelius, uh, Aurelius is just around him, like, you will die by my <laughs> hand. And that's like little navi type spirit floating around like constantly talking shit and calling him out and he's like <laughs> okay he puts his headphones in and realizes like hey hey stop How, I, how's your how's your family aurelius they're good they're good they're good they're good they're good oh taylor I, taylor started baseball it's doing real well eventually aurelius kind of do you think aurelius gives in and it becomes like a symbiotic like friendship like oh i think that, i think it's absolutely like i think it's the it's that there's always an element of that because yeah. they're around each other so much that I think like he sees it very much as his duty to kill to kill Scal, mm-hmm. but he also res- but he also sees the commitment to his friends and loved ones and his job. So he's just like, yeah, okay, I I, I we will fight and and I will end you, but that doesn't mean I don't like you. Yeah, I mean if you think about it. If it's the story of someone with his buried skeletons in the woods and someone moving on with their life, it's like they're coming back to their apartment. Scal is taking care of his many plants and he's like, you know, in the morning he's watering his like new tomato plant and Aurelius is like, I'm, you know what, I'm just not in the mood today. And it's like, you know what, have you ever grown anything, Aurelius? And it's like, I actually have a garden of my own. And they find, I think, a nice common ground. Mm-hmm. In this movie called uh, Scal Brexton, you know, yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, I like, and I like that he's always like, "I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna get you," but for now we're all right. You know, everything's kind of great because I mean he's stuck. But with I'm him. gonna come for you. I will murder you. You will die by my hand. I want. I want to make sure we know that. But did you see that new movie that just came out? I think we Good. should totally go. It looks great, right? It looks. It looks like a lot of fun. All right, what's the next table? Because that was a great one. I'm very excited. Give me, just give me another T20 for an adolescent childhood event. <laughs> Four. Oh, I was hoping you were going to roll an exotic event again. Damn it. You did get an unusual skill. Oh, fuck yeah. Give me that D20 for an unusual skill. All right. What can Scalabrexton do that's unusual? <laughs> got a nine. A musical ability. Roll me a D8. Okay. Now we're fucking cooking with some goddamn guys. That's a four. Musical theater. Stop it. Musical theater. Oh my god. So that's their unusual... Okay. This is making a lot more sense to me now. Okay. Because this person, you know, is working in the farmer's market. This whole thing where it's like, uh, they have these hobbies and they have this life and they're kind of like an underachiever. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's because... So go with me on this. They have this, they have a farmer's market and they care about growing a community, right? And mm-hmm. like this, this tradition that's been going and, you know, they have this year, this 10 years of their life that sucked where they don't even know, but they know that Aurelius, uh, Aurelius Durhart. Yes. Aurelius Durhart has showed up and swears revenge and they're like, fuck, I must have done something. But the true passion is the community theater that they run. Oh, yeah, that. there's a theater right on the other side, because the, the, the farmer's market is against a park, 
And when it they closes, do musical productions. Yes. Oh my god! There's a community theater in the fucking farmers market. Mm-hmm. When the when it's the like a Shakespeare close, in the Park situation. Yes, and it's real good. And that's his unusual skill. Is he's good at it? Question: Does he write, direct, or act? I think he's a director. I like this. I think he puts the shows together. I think this. I think the musical theater was his idea. Mm-hmm. Because I think he just is like really passionate about like the community around the the farmers market. So he just kind of is like, "This is a fun event. Let's do musical theater here." And he put on a show, and it was fun. I love it so much that this person is kind of just like uh, I don't know, someone who I wish goes, I, he I, goes where it's fun. It seems like he just kind of does things. He goes where like he is personally going to enjoy it at this moment, and he doesn't put a lot of he doesn't put a lot of thought into like what tomorrow is going to bring. He just is like, you know what? This is fun. This is fun enough. And the idea of like an underachiever always makes me think of like in the eyes of who? Because mm-hmm. in the eyes of some people, it would be like, wow, look at all the amazing things that you do. You manage a farmer's That's market. That's true. You, you manage a theater company with the farmer's market, like people. Like, you know how fucking amazing that would be? Mm-hmm. And then they've had this life of adventure that they have no idea, but they know that someone is constantly like, trying to pull them back to it. And it's like, I'm not going to go there. I don't care. I have a life here. And I think very that's... Very going. Yeah, it's an easygoing thing where it's like, I'm very content with where my life is. You know, if it spirals into some magical fantasy adventure, like, you know, I may have to go, but I'm going to do my best to avoid it because I like what I have going on here. Yeah, I like that. I like I like that it's it's very much just... It's very much doing what doing what he enjoys at this moment. Not thinking too much about, like, I need to get... I don't think there's a journey for for Scal. I think he's just kind of... He's letting the tide take him where he will. Yeah, it's it's appreciating what he has and trying to savor Mm -hmm. it for as long as he can. Because he knows that 10 years can just go poof like that. Yep. But my question, is there more tables? Yes, we can roll on some adulthood events. Let's do it. Let's keep chopping. Here we go. Give me 2d20 added together. Okay. 19 plus 16 is what, like 30, 45? 35. The character is accused of a crime he did not commit. Oh, as an adult? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Roll on table 875 crimes. It happens as, you know, everybody's just oh, trying yeah. to do their best out there and get, get fucked. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say we were, because there's a table to roll on what happens, but I think like... I think that I want I I have I have a very strong idea of like what happens. Yeah. But like we do want to at least roll on what we need a d twenty for what the crime is. Okay. Eleven. Failure to pay debts or taxes. Okay. So there's a debt. Yeah. But they they're wrongfully accused of a crime they did not commit. Yes. Okay. So is it case of mistaken identity? Is it someone fucking them over? You know, someone's trying to close the farmer's market. I think, is it a corrupt person trying to, like, close the farmer's market? Accuses them of not paying an imaginary tax. And, I like that. And I like somebody trying to shut down the farmer's market. Why? I I, I think my prep is, like, my proposal yeah. would be uh, to essentially, like, hone, like, a rival farmer's market. Trying or like even a commercial like a like a big box store. Fantasy Whole Foods is trying to fucking yeah. close down the the Q Farmers Market because their prices are so low. Yeah, and this person hates fucking musical theater. Mm-hmm. So 
It's a spurred. So what happens is, is a, an actor who, who got washed out of an audition started a big box Whole Foods store specifically to accuse Scal Brexton of not paying taxes okay, and debt. That's some fucking bitter shit. That is some <laughs> angry fucking actor bullshit. Oh my good God. What a piss baby. Yeah, you're n- you're not really on key. You're not really committing to the character. You you were 20 minutes late for your audition. The you said the water that we gave you was was not cold enough. Wow. Wow. We're just not going to accept you in the part. Oh, really? Oh, you wait. Oh, you, you just wait, wait Scal Brexton. You're safe <laughs> behind your director desk, but I am going to fuck you into the side. I don't have I don't have a desk. I'm <laughs> in a chair. Um so wait. Okay, cuz I'm trying to figure out what the like the quest of Scal Brexton? Like, what is the adventure here? Not that they're on like a quest for a fucking magical sword that'll grow all their plants faster, but like, what is the opposite? What do they want, and what is in their way? Here's the kind of weird proposal that I want to make. Yeah, I kind of picture their quest or quests as behind them. Okay, I picture this as a character that is like because like we've kind of already. Here's the thing. We've already given Brexton, we've randomly rolled, like, three or four different quests for Brexton. Yeah. So I'm kind of picturing this as as not even a character that's, like, on the first steps of an adventure. I think that the, I think the structure of this episode, much like Brexton himself, is, like, this is a character that is not going on some grand adventure. Mm-hmm. And that you're, and that you realize as, as you talk to him that it's because he's already, like, had enough adventures for a lifetime, and it's just like, oh yeah, they tried to shut me down. They said I didn't pay taxes. Uh, we arranged a whole like, we made some shadowy deals in the forest. We have some skeletons buried in the woods. It's not a whole big thing, but you know, we got it. We got everything sorted out. It's all good. That's gonna be four dollars for that that uh, that celery. Okay, because I'm thinking like episode wise, like what's mm. the moment where this really kicks up? The tale of Scal. It doesn't have to be like a fucking demon attacks. But mm-hmm. what I mean, what is the thing that, like, gets... They want a normal life, mm-hmm. right? They want just... Is that what they want? They just want to sit at home and, like, you know, run their farmer's market, run the community theater, and fucking, you know, just live, a like, a simple life? Yeah, I think so. What is getting in the way of that? Uh, it sounds like, to me, it is a constant, unending series of adventure hooks. Please elaborate. So, like I said, we've rolled, like, three different, like, huge, elaborate adventure things, right? Yes. Things that, like, things that for another person would be the entire episode. Every single time, Scal has said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go to work. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm picturing, and this goes back to what you were talking about in D&D, with, like, the DM kind of coughing and being like, no, no, seriously, we're done here. I think Scal's life is a is a never-ending series of having to, like, narrowly avoid getting roped into, like, the Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's just an endless series of Gandalf on a cart shows up like, I'm looking for someone to embark on a journey! And Scal is, like, putting up his collar like, no, nope, I'm going home. I'm not no. doing this today. But why? why? That's my question for you. Because I know, uh, like, what what is it that they detest about being... A hero so much mm. you know what what made them have that mind view where it's like i know they they left for 10 years but they have no memory of what happened ex- except they have this fucking this demon on their this ghost on their shoulder but what makes them not want to be a hero were they like wronged in the past as a kid 
were they let down by someone? You know what I mean? Is it that mm. kind of thing? You know, what makes someone say, I don't want to be a hero, just in a fantasy setting. Because we're in a fantasy setting where like most people, yes, they want to do dope shit and be fucking heroes. What makes Scal Brexton say, this is not for me? You know, this mm. is not my life. Hmm. Because we can just roll on another table for adulthood, like tables of adulthood to make it, or childhood or something to see like, what was it that made a, would make a, if this was a character in a fucking tabletop RPG, right? Like we're playing, I'm like, all right, my character's name is Scal, Bre- Scal Brexton. And their, their life has been one constant adventure hook that they are trying to avoid. My first question would be like, Jesus, why? Like, don't you want cool adventure? Well, no, because. Unless you have something. I think I have something. Okay. We haven't said where this story takes place. Okay. No, we have not. I've been trying to actively avoid that, but not anymore, obviously. I think that I have an answer for that question that answers as to why someone would actively want to avoid being a hero or like an, a, a legendary adventurer. Okay. If this were set in truth, in mm. the city of truth... Mm-hmm. Think about living. Think about living there as an ordinary person. Yeah, it's a lot. Your background, the city that you live in, a history lesson. It was ruled over by a giant bug until a hero rose up and launched a political campaign to try and depose this giant locust that ruled over your city. That hero was assassinated by a sentient pumpkin. Another hero rose up to physically slay this giant locust disappeared in a cloud of smoke and was never seen again. Another hero rose up to make right this and was caught up in, like, a massive conflict of warring factions and, like, barely held together a sort of a, a, a peaceful truce among the town. Fuck, I don't want to be a hero in that, in that town. Yeah, yeah. So the more I'm thinking about this, I'm just thinking about kind of, like, fantasy fiction in general. Mm-hmm. Where it's these people are experiencing like ter- like we often often like over you know we underestimate like what it would be like to live in the world of like heroes in danger because like you know the whole thing of like if there weren't villains there'd be no heroes mm-hmm. but there are constantly fucking threats and monsters and terrible things or it's like and these people would be affected by that like maybe fucking Scow like lost a friend in the fucking battle of Butternut Manor. Maybe they were just crushed by fucking debris when limited locusts burst from the ground. Or maybe they were a mystery knight and was killed in a conflict. Like, there's an infinite number of things in a fantasy setting that could affect you negatively to be like, I don't want any part of this. Because oftentimes, we like, every story focuses on the main characters. Where this is like a fucking quest NPC type person. Where often you're like, yeah, this city, they haven't been doing well. You arrive in the town of truth. And mm-hmm. adventurers... This town's not been doing well. They're on the rebuilding period. A lot of people just died. A lot of people just fucking died. That's terrible. And like mm-hmm. that would have a bigger impact. Like it doesn't have an impact to you as like an adventurer. But like to Scal Brexton, he's lived his entire life being like, I- I- I've seen the effect that heroes have and I want nothing to do with it. I've been actively mm-hmm. avoiding heroism. Apparently for 10 years, I did something heroic or fucking adventurous. And I came back with a fucking ghost haunting me. I don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with anything to do this. This is a no hero zone. I just want to run a fucking farmer's market. And every time this arrives, like this comical image of someone like Gandalf rolls up on a wagon like every day or is like, help, help, 
there's, you know, a, a ghost in my apartment. Can anybody with experience with ghosts help me? And he's like, ah, oh, shit. But okay. My, I know we're, we're, we're at 47 minutes currently. It's so probably like 40 minutes. What does he feel a sense of responsibility that he's avoiding? Can he help? It's like if Superman like had the power but doesn't do anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Is it that because this is what it sounds like to me. Someone who has the ability where it's like, you know, if people who do nothing, you know, he, villains win if, when good people do nothing or something, mm-hmm. right? So, like, what is it that makes it not that? I think it's that he does help, right? Like, I think it's that, like, he's doing good work. He's doing good. It's just he knows that, like, I could go off, I could be, like, a big hero, and I could I could die, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could go off and be a big hero maybe accomplish something, maybe not, and probably die. Based on every hero story that I've ever been told about the City of, of Truth or Purithra Guild or whatever. Yeah, and the world in general. Like, every tale is ever told is like, and then they died in battle. You're like, whoa, that sucks. Some people just aren't kind of, like, willing to give it all up. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And then, but then, like, think about, like, what he's doing. Yeah. He's running a community theater. He's that's giving a farmer's people market. like that's giving people like a little bit of happiness and a little bit of joy. Mm, okay, and like brightening their days. I'm I'm picking up what he's you're putting running down. Music, he's running musical theater. He's spreading art and giving a positive message and telling maybe not the most exciting stories, but like charming little romance stories that like people can listen to and get something out of at a time when things are scary and dark. I think that. For him, that's just enough. He's like, I don't need, the world doesn't need another, the world doesn't need another big, elaborate hero story. It just needs more people like me. Yeah. People helping people. I'm I'm really getting the big picture here now where th- this is sort of like a, hey, like, you know, I know all day you hear stories of heroes and you hear tales of greatness and sacrifice. And like we were talking about at the beginning, like when you're in a tabletop game, like sometimes you just want to kick back and play mini games. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like that, where it's like there's no fucking dramatic nonsense here. There's no adventure. It's just a place where you can relax and actually just buy, just buy vegetables. Are they magically infused? No. These plays, do they have any? No, we don't do history tales. You know, leave that for the fun bots and for comic books. This is just like escapism. This place, this this farmer's market offers a place where you don't have to take part in the everyday adventure thrills and like you can kind of decompress. It sounds mm-hmm. to me like some kind of strange like spa area where like if you're a hero, you know, you can come hang out. But if you're just a normal person too, we will come here and celebrate your accomplishments on the stage if you want to be a part of it. You know, if you want to work backstage, it's just kind of a place where like you just kind of fucking chill. God, mm-hmm. like... So oftentimes in fantasy settings, the city is a place of turmoil or constant excitement. It's like, yes, and truth is very busy. It's very magical. It's very intense. Let's just make a place where it doesn't have to be. Where like you just go to fucking work. You sell yeah. your fennel. You go. You do a play and you go home. While Gandalf rolls up in his wagon, you just put your hand up and you're like, okay, thank you. Bye. I'm going home. You get mugged in the street. A ghost comes to appear and before you, you make friends with it. You just go home and you make your salad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's this new way. It's the, not a new way of thinking, but it's like a it, it's a person who accepts the fact that like not everyone has to be a fucking adventurer and go yeah. out on some grand adventure. You're allowed to have extraordinary things happen to you. 
skeletons in your forest, and then you're allowed to live normal. You're allowed to be normal if you want, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you can be just a gentle grocer. You don't need a magical fucking past. If you're playing a tabletop game and you're a bard, you don't have to be a fucking scald and use, like, a fucking glaive and do 8d6 dance. If you just want to tell your stories, like, that's okay, too. Like, if I wanted to, I kind of want to play one day, the the idea of playing as Scal fucking Brexton and being like, I grow vegetables and I'm really smart. And, like, what skills this person presents in a fantasy setting are totally, like, legitimate. Where, like, if you were in a town, say I'm playing Scal Brexton, Jeff, I know how to haggle. Like, you know, there's my, my big point. My big point about this is I love what you're saying about, like, no, they're just normal. They're They're not a fucking wizard or anything. But, like, that presents skills, victories, and adventures mm-hmm. of quests of its own. Like, he knows how to haggle. He knows how to direct a play. It's sort of like creating a resume where it's like, and all those things, like, we oftentimes talk about, like, should I put my podcast on my resume? It's like, yes, those present skills that apply to many things. And Scal Brexton is the same amount of an adventurer as fucking Ma- Mama Cat. Mm-hmm. And I'm so into this. I'm so into this in a way that I'm like, this may be one of my favorite heroes because I'm like kind of want to learn how to haggle and grow vegetables and run a play and an adventure. Yeah, I think it's great. I think that's and I think that's his story is that he doesn't want to be another big hero story. He wants to be something maybe more valuable or at least as valuable. Yeah, he takes his life by the reins and is like, I'm I'm leading this. I'm not going to let the fucking adventure manual take control of my life and tell me where I'm going. Scal Brexton decides what Scal Brexton's doing, not some ghost from my past literally on my shoulder. Scal mm-hmm. Brexton is in charge here. And this tells yes, me sir. that he is a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Can we roll on Dungeons and Dragons tables then rap? Yeah. Or we've got him. All right. We're going to be rolling on the merchant background from the D&D 5e wiki. Yup. Um, roll me a D8 for personality trait. Let's go. So one. I can be protective of my merchandise. It's the one thing that he'll step up about. It's the one thing he'll get big about. It's like this this place, the this little, it's like a little plaza. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, and the vegetables and the people who come to sell them, if people ever fuck with them, oh, you better, you better believe that someone's going to be knocking on your door, writing you a very well-worded letter. Because mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it as ever like threatening. There's never a sense of it. I'm trying to actively avoid anything in my fantasy brain that's like, they kick down your door and say, don't fuck with my farmers. It's like, no, they write you a very, very angry letter, but it's very well written and is sprayed with mm-hmm. his cologne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very charming. There's oftentimes you get a whole gift basket with it. And it's like, you know, you leave my farmers alone. I see you come into their stalls and I see you pickpocketing those muffins. And you know what? Here's a whole basket of muffins on us. So you have them. You never have to come. You can come back and buy them. My eye's going to be on you, but enjoy those muffins. Mm-hmm. Give me a D6 for an ideal. All right. Animal D6, go. Six eagle. Aspiration. I want to make something of myself. Okay. And I know we've been like hammering on some dark, not dark, but like some deep stuff. I want to make something of myself. I'm thinking of it as like in the real world. He's like, I want to have the best farmer's market in the oh, best yeah, I community just theater be, i just want to have i want to have like a great little spot i want to have a great little spot for people to go yeah he wants people so he's in truth yeah he's yep. like i want to rival the great theaters in iron hill like you know just mm-hmm. like a pretty noble thing of just like i want people from iron hill to come see my shows and be like that was better than anything we got mm-hmm. i love that I, I i i i'm obsessed with this because it's so normal to be like i have my job 
And then afterwards, I do theater and we have a great time. It's not too serious. You know, we're not doing it for money. We're doing it for the fun. Yeah. Give me a D6 for a bond. Six again. My past keeps me on the road. It keeps me bargaining for the best sale. Hmm. Living that, loves that hustle. Loves that hustle. My culture and past keep me on the road. It keeps me bargaining for the best sale. And like we said, actively trying to avoid those mm-hmm. skeletons are back there. Am I, I'm going to dive headfirst into my work. You know, I'm never going to dive headfirst into Gandalf's wagon. Always yep. staying on the track. I like it. Yeah. Give me a D6 for a flaw. Three frog. Making a profit is more important than honesty or integrity. <laughs> business is business. To make them so loving. And this wonderful, like, older gentleman who's like, I love my community theater. Making a profit is more important than (laughs) honesty or integrity. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. What? Okay, I can make, I I have an idea. All right. So, truth to town that's, you know, been riddled. It has a past. You know, and there's still some poopy left over, some shitty people. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard out there to make something wholesome in truth. I see it sure. as like everyone's trying to do their best. Everyone's trying to like lift each other up to get to a place where like, you know, to make a nice society because it's it's a place that's has a shitty history. There's a lot of people who are trying to fuck over this farmer's market, Jeff. Oh, yeah. And the only way to stay afloat is by making more than integrity, though. That's what I get it. Does That means he doesn't do. OK, OK, I got it. I got it. I know how to twist it. I, I, I kind of see it as he is as, you know. If this business is his thing and he wants the business to be successful, I 100% see it as something that, like, he's willing to hustle to make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's willing to – if it takes a back alley deal with a farmer to be like, you don't supply stuff to the big box store. You supply stuff to us. We will pay you more. We will give you the rate that you're asking for. We will not haggle this. But you don't work with them. You work with us. And so I see it as something that, like, he takes that very seriously and he, like – he he runs that he runs that job he runs that job he runs the con he runs a con occasionally to be like you know we this is this the farmers market is going to be successful if it means if it means a few back alley deals yeah there's going to be a few skeletons in the woods a few deals have been made that are less than on the on the level but that's running a business like you know, he is yeah unfortunately that's the nature of the game yeah I will make I will do what I have to do to keep the business afloat he's not he's not an angel. He's just somebody that is willing to be like, the business is the business. This is what it's going to have to take. If they're going to try to frame me for, for, for tax fraud, then I'm going to strike a deal and try, to, and try to starve them out a little bit. I love it. I like this a lot. Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, it's definitely a wrap on a, a little Scal Brexton. Mm-hmm. So that was a, definitely an unusual episode, and I, I'm very much into it with this person yeah. who's just like actively, yeah, wow. Um, thank you so much, Princess Simreen, for your prompt and your, like, 20 other prompts that you sent through the prompt submission form. They're amazing, and I'm glad that you got to be a part of our show and making Scale Brexton. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are a buttload of ways to do it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash AMFC Discord, or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com and use the form on there. Yeah. Um, while you're there, be sure to check out links to our Patreon page, 
our Wikipedia page, our Discord, jump on in and chat with us. We're on all the time. And there's a lot of fun people to talk to about fantasy or just about life or whatever you want. Hmm. <laughs> oh, if you'd like to become a backer of our show and give us some hard-earned coin and help keep the show running, uh, become a backer of our Patreon. You unlock cool bonus features like access to all my fantasy she- secrets, early access to episodes, and other fun treats like behind-the-scenes look at notes and ideas where these some of these ideas come from. Uh, Jefferson's second podcast, why aren't you listening to it right now? <laughs> uh, Party of One is an actual play focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really great time. Uh, you can do it. New episodes drop every Tuesday at All My Fantasy, or new episodes <laughs> drop every Tuesday at PartyOfOnePodcast.com. That's right. Um, what, oh, we do a verbal hug every week to send you off feeling a little better than where you came in. Do you have one this week? Hmm. I haven't. I just have a starter. Hit me. This episode is unusual. It is an adventurer that is not an adventurer. It is a fantasy story that is not steeped too much. more steeped, I would say, in reality, in the reality of being just a normal person and you live in the circumstances that you have instead of, you know, we could have made Scal Brexton something that he shouldn't have been, something that was crazy and adventurous and goes on like a quest to find a mythic sword. And that would have been great. But it's also okay to sometimes think of your characters, like, even if we were to play Scal Brexton and put him on a quest for a magic sword, that's great. But when you're creating your characters and telling your stories, remember that to them, they are normal people. They are people who have wants and needs and desires. Do they want to go on this adventure or are they reluctant? Would they rather be on the couch petting a cat? You know, and I think that is something that when you think about it, will help you fuel and make a more fleshed out character because i love you know i want to be grog with the flaming battle axe leaping into battle but like what would grog rather be doing than you know pulling the spear from the heart of a demon lord like would they rather be running a supermarket chain in truth you know it's something Mm -hmm. interesting to think about when you're making a character and there's a lot to come from that what what is their end game for when this adventure is over do they want to go home or do they want to go on another adventure because for scal brexton it was I just want to go home and hang out, and I want to run a theater company, and that's totally okay. I think that's quite beautiful, and I think that's that's a great. I think that's a great verbal hug in and of itself. Good, awesome, yay! Uh, do we have anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Well, on that note, until next time. Good, good night, night and good, good game. game.